So the cold hard truth around the economic damage of the cyclone is starting to set in. Grant Robertson is suggesting 10 billion ish. The Prime Minister is suggesting it could be as big as Christchurch. As a result, the budget is being reassessed. Former Finance Minister Stephen Joyce is with us on this morning to you. Morning, Mike. How are you? Very well indeed. Would the government, if you were the government, have a steer clear, uh, a clear steer at this particular point as to some sort of bill or not? No, I don't think so, because there's still a lot to learn um, in terms of just the nature of some of the expensive items like infrastructure um, and what's required. Uh, and, and we've all seen the pictures of the state of the roading network. Some of that will be worse than others, and they'll have to, uh, you know, it'll, it'll become clearer over time. How much is insurance? How much is directly on the government, do we think? Well, the, the all the infrastructure side in terms of roading is on the government. There's no insurance. Uh, you just can't insure that stuff. Um, and also the contribution the government will undoubtedly make to the council infrastructure, um, which, of course, is not a commitment, but they will make that commitment. So uh, that's that's significant as well. And then, of course, you've got the support for individual families and um, and businesses uh, and uh, yeah, in terms of both um, putting them back together again but also recovery payments. Now, some of that will be private insurance um, but um, quite a bit of any sort of um, continuity um, beyond reasonably short term will have to be met by the Crown if they want to do it. Are you expecting something today, tomorrow, by way of a wage subsidy, some sort of direct and obvious assistance to individuals? I think so, but the, the challenge will be how to bound that. But yes, I would have thought, particularly for areas like horticulture um, and so on, um, they will be doing something in that regard, I'm sure. Um, and um, and you'd expect that to be today. You'd expect them probably to announce an initial envelope for the amounts of money um, that they think they're going to be talking about, but I'd expect that to be potentially revised upwards later. Uh, and of course, it's really challenging for the budget um, because they've come in with pretty high levels of expenditure anyway. And um, and that's a, a little bit the challenge um, mm. with the current government. So they're going to have to work out either to reprioritise or they could be feeding inflation or both. And this is, this is where it gets really tricky. How much, given the year it is, is genuine help versus politics? Well, I think it'll, no, I think it'll be genuine help um, to people. I'm sure that's right. Uh, and it's going to constrain them in other areas that perhaps they would have perhaps done an election year. I think you, know, you might get a sense of sort of 2008, if you remember Helen Clark sort of announcing stuff she would like to have done, um, and um, but didn't be, wasn't able to do because of the GFC. Um, so I think I think they're really tight in terms of the fiscal. So I mean, if you if 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 you weren't probably Grant, you'd probably um, you'd probably be going much much tighter on the other expenditure to try and balance it out because this event amongst its many tragedies will also be inflationary yes. so it's going to cause inflation to last longer than it otherwise would uh, and that means that you'd want constraints in other parts of government expenditure but we've seen over the last few years that that's not really the sort of um, <laughs> the uh, the strength of this government but we'll see how they go and bring you bring in adrian Orr. so wednesday has he got a handle on any of this and what does he say well, it is very difficult for him on Wednesday because there are signs in the general economy that inflation is remaining strong, and uh, and um, you know recent recent signs of that, despite what's happening overseas, where it's buttoned off a bit. So he will have to try and look through this current event because the risk he does is he takes his foot off the uh, interest rate pedal, and then inflation 
um, increases again, then it will be harder. You'll have to go even harder to bring it under control. And that was the experience in the 70s, right? So central banks were trying to say, oh, no, we can probably button off a bit. And then, of course, inflation gets away again and they have to go twice as hard, and that sort of ratchets it all up. So he's got a difficult thing. I suspect he'll still put interest rates up. How much? Uh, well, we'll find out on Wednesday. That is true. Grant Robertson said we go into this with the books in good shape. True? Uh, well, they could have been in better shape, um, but and, of course, they recalculated how they do government debt. But, uh, um, look, there's, there's, there's capacity to do this. Um, it'll just delay the budget repair for quite you know for a significantly longer time, but you have to do it. The, the really important thing is what's happening on the other side of the ledger. I mean, what are they going to jettison and what things are they going to stop and what control are they going to place on, for example, the growth of the public sector more generally um, to fund this stuff? That would be what uh, um, that would be what those that are concerned about the size of the budget will mm-hmm. be wanting to see is some sort of actual constraint rather than just talk of reprioritisation. And do you expect big calls to be made? In, in a disaster like this, there's always big talk, and we're going to move this and change that and, as Hipkin said, get real about the roads. Do you believe any of that? Well, the question is how they're going to do it, because if you remember Kaikoura, which is probably a, a good example, it said it was one really long road, whereas there will be multiple roads, but probably smaller, um, smaller uh, distances on each of the individual roads. The, um, the, uh, we had to go and put together some structures to ensure that it could be done while people were still trying to work out what it was going to cost. And so we put together an alliance of, of firms and NZTA whose job it was to get out and basically build it as they design it. And that's the sort of thing you'd be looking to do. You'd be looking for the government to set some boundaries in terms of what they're going to do. But in some areas, like between Napier and Hastings, where they've got the expressway, but they've also got lots of roads that have been severely damaged with bridges, You'd be expecting to see some significant investment there, given the number of people. You'd expect to see significant investment between Napier and Wairoa. Um, I mean, that's a tough road. Yep. And 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 all that, And then there's then there's all the reinstatements in the Coromandel and in the Waikato to Raglan and so on. Um, up north, the Brindouans, uh, you know, a lot of that's a mess. So I do wonder whether NZTA and its current uh, structure is actually set up to do all this, because they've been running down their roading capability in, in recent years you know, because of government policy and they're going to have to ramp up fast and a lot of the building uh, construction talent is now working in Australia so you're going to have to do the sorts of things we did in Kaikoura, you know, set up a workers camp, that sort of stuff yeah. to get the, to get it going. Jeez. Does this feel to you, you went through it, does this feel as big as Christchurch? It's tough to say. I don't I, look. I don't think it's probably as big as Christchurch, because you know, given the size of Christchurch as a city and the number of houses that had to be um, red-stickered. But look, it's very early days, and um, I genuinely don't think anybody knows yet. So I think it's you just got to work through it. Good stuff, Stephen. Always appreciate your expertise, Stephen Joyce, former finance minister. Ninety percent of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.